Welcome to the Conscious Living Podcast, conversations to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. An uplifting and inspiring series of conversations and talks with your host, Jackie Woodside. We are educating minds, empowering lives, and enlightening souls to create a world where love prevails. In this engaging podcast, we deliver exciting, positive, transformative talks and teachings designed to elevate your life. Now, let's join our host, Jackie Woodside, for this week's session. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Living Podcast, where we are here to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. I'm Jackie Woodside, the founder and the host of the Conscious Living Podcast. And every week I bring you stimulating, exciting, interesting topics around this whole area of what it means and how, how you can live life more consciously. And I'm really excited to bring to the Conscious Living stage today someone who is just a, a very deep thinker and wise person. Uh, Hugh Massey is the founder of DNA Behavior, and he's a money energy pioneer. And he and I have a lot in common in that in that realm around my, my teaching on money vibe, your money vibe, and he's talking about money energy. So we're going to get into a whole bunch of topics around that today of the energy of money, what it takes to be conscious with money. But Hugh, I, I really am so grateful to you for being here with us on the Conscious Living Podcast. Do you mind just taking a few minutes to say a bit more about yourself and uh, so people can get to know you? Yeah, Jackie, and thank you so much for for having me on, on, on the podcast. And I, I think as our listeners today are going to find out, you and I have a lot of shared thinking and uh, values and insights in this area, but I'm sure something's going to jump out that... Uh, our listeners haven't heard before, or in fact, one of us hasn't heard before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because right. in some ways, every time you 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 talk, your consciousness gets greater. But mm. you know, as I, as I was saying to you before before we we got online, my my life purpose is to help uh, people become more empowered with behavioral and money consciousness. I, mm. I I think one of the problems in life out there for people it doesn't matter how much money they have or what their setting is. They're not as conscious as they could be. In a way, a lot of us are sleepwalking through life. And I think that was me certainly into my uh, early 30s when I started then to do more work on who was Hugh. And I started my life or my career as as a uh, as a CPA. That's what in, in, in Australia, we would call it being a chartered accountant there. And it's just something I went and did. I got the grades at, at, at high school. Uh, I went to university. I made friends and we all went and did the same thing. And it wasn't really a lot of uh, thought about it. But but when I got to my about 30 years old, I was not as happy um, in doing what I was doing. And I thought, yeah, I've got an entrepreneurial streak to me. I need to be out in the street and, and go and figure it out. And I set up a wealth management business. Oh, wow. And, and that's when I started to, and I was working with high net worth families, uh, um, people with sort of, you know, wealth of a, a million to a billion, all in different settings. But what I could see is that when they were under pressure, there were these behavioral flips going on. And I realized it was money and relationships. Um, people would tell me certain things in a meeting, like I'd be doing the discovery process, asking them questions, facilitating I'd get certain answers, but it's a very relaxed setting. Mm -hmm. Under pressure, they would behave differently. 
Um, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to know what that was, and I started to find out that this is really uh, the behavioral flip that people have. They they they're going from a socialized learned behavior to their hardwired behavior. But a lot of the time, people aren't conscious of what their hardwired behavior truly is. What do you mean by that hardwired behavior? Yeah, so the hardwired behavior is uh, it's. 95% set by the time you're, you're seven years old. There's a lot of research studies around that. And in fact, 85% of it's set by the time you're three. And it's your genetics uh, plus, or your DNA as such, plus the early years of your life uh, make up uh, the core of who you are. So we all have life experiences from the moment of conception, believe it or not, this starts way back there. And then in the early stages of your life, we all have life experiences that are very shaping on us. Um, you know, I tell people in my family, my dad died when I was one. He had a, a brain tumor uh, and was sick for six months and, and um, or nine months or so. My brother was born a month after he died. And, and, you know, we are very different, but we came largely from the same home, but there is some different life experience in there early on that does shape uh, who you are at the core. But I think that that's the DNA hard wiring that we revert back to. But of course, we all go to school, we have peers, we, we go to work, we have training courses in, in all sorts of areas. And you learn to, um, you know, uh, evolve yourself, you develop values, passions. But under pressure, there can be a flip back to that natural behavior, which could be different to your your learn your learn behaviors. Um, you know, for example, if you take risk taking, I am inherently Jackie a risk taker. But if I was always taking risks, I could I could I could blow up somewhere, or I could make uh, uh, the wrong choice. So you, that's where consciousness comes in. Um, but under pressure, what am I going to do? I, I, I know from a pattern point of view, whenever I've been put in a corner, I take a risk. Um, but I think it's, it's or people are innovative, you know, in, in the same way, or others are, 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 are very social, very outgoing. Um, and that's their fallback position. But sometimes, you know, loose lips sink ships. So it's, I think we, we're always in life we're dealing with our subconscious behavior that's very hardwired in there. And so, you know, Hugh, I, I, I love this topic and, you know, I was a therapist for 30 years. Yeah. So, uh, I certainly have been around, understand what you're saying uh, about, you know, early life experiences and your genetics and how that impacts you. One of the reasons that I'm so passionate about consciousness and conscious living, though, is because what we know about neurology today is that our brains are constantly pruning and rewiring ourselves so that the, we can do a hard reset. Uh, interesting, you said your dad died when you were one. My dad died when I was two. Um, uh, so we both have that kind of early life trauma of, of dealing with the loss of a parent at a pre-verbal age. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, you know, also have that. I am more of the mind today, though, after 30 years of being a therapist and also 30 years of being a coach, that people really do have the capacity via conscious living to reset their automatic programming so that 
so that they're not just, if you will, the victim uh, of previous wiring or the, the victim of past circumstances. And certainly this isn't even getting into the spiritual dimension uh, of what's possible and how we can guide and direct and change our lives with being aware and conscious of who we are, as you said, what we value and what how we want to craft this 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 life of ours, uh, you know, the spirit of ours that we've been given. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, I love what you're saying, and I think this is uh, cutting to the chase on it and getting right down to the to the <laughs> core, Jackie. I don't think anybody should be a victim of their DNA. And we you know we there's a lot more work out there now on the epigenome. Yeah. Uh, biology of belief. You can, there's different people have done work on that, but, but mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's, uh, uh, um, an important yeah. place to, to understand this, that, and, and I would always say no one should be a victim of their DNA or a victim of their DNA hardwiring. Um, I do absolutely, you know, my purpose in life is to get people to be more conscious. And I think that the more work you do on yourself, then you will be better at adapting to whatever situation comes up, up how you emotionally respond. Well, not but I also adapting to, but directing what situations come up. Correct. And you can, um, you know, I think a lot of this is 95% is choice. And I think you can, you know, like I've been teaching people or talking to a lot of people about longevity and I've joined the, the 120 club. Uh, oh wow! Like for real, like a real club. It's not a real club. It's okay, sort of. You should uh, start it, Hugh. You should start it. The 120 Club. I love that. So, so I'm assuming you mean those of us who will live to be 120. Right, and 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 in fact, I'm doing a workshop in a uh, in, in a couple of weeks' time, and I've done this quite a lot of times. And the exercise will be: imagine that you are 120 years old, and what steps have you taken in your life now, so that you can live to 120 years old. Wow. And because some people out there think that, okay, my my mother died of X or my father died of Y or whatever, so therefore that's going to happen to them. Well, it will if you manifest that, but you yeah. can make a lot of choices for that not to happen. Um, you know, and I've, even around money, I've always said money doesn't sleep, you know, and okay, when I first said that, it was more from a, a singular mindset of put it in the bank and, 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 and invest it and let it grow and that sort of wealth manager talk. Yeah, yeah. But as I, as I started to learn more about uh, manifestation and energy, you know, it's also the thoughts that you take to sleep with you mm -hmm. are the thoughts that get processed and that's what you wake up with and that's what happens in your life. So if you want to do better in life, you need to be more conscious. You need to have the positive thinking, and that's what you take to bed with you and sleep well. And and I'm not saying that oh, magic's just going to happen tomorrow, but you've got to have that mindset. You don't want to attract the wrong things. And I think this is part of the conscious living too. And, and you know, if you think you're going to die early, well, you may well do. And, 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 and you then live with a bad set of habits. I think you can avoid... Most things. I'm not saying everything. I think that even the scientists out there would say not everything can um, be avoided, but a lot of it can. And and so therefore, this is the conscious choice. Mm -hmm. But in just to reconcile the work that I've been doing is that in helping people get conscious, I want them to know what their starting point is. What do you it's, mean their starting point? 
so so from a behavioural point of view of are you a bit more of a take charge person or are you cooperative seeking to fit in? Are you relational versus results driven? Are you a risk taker versus cautious, innovative versus more anchored, trusting versus skeptical? Wh- whatever that is for you, are you a spender or saver in money terms? Yeah. Is to know your uh, hardwired habit and then work on to that to become more conscious and balance it out with conscious thinking. But it's more from if you want to get to a new place, you've got to know what you're starting with. And that's that's really what my more, uh, I suppose, structured approach to this is as opposed to, well, I want to be in this new, uh, nev- well, new Nirvana world for myself, but I don't know where I am. And, yeah. and to yeah. start with that, and I think that's, what, that's, just, that's just how uh, we work with it from a coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. But it's apps. But there's also in that hard wiring, Jackie. There are uh, great strengths for all of us to use. You know, it's your, it, it's part of your natural flow, but comes with the strengths are struggles, and that's where weaknesses come into life if you don't address the struggles. And like if you are naturally outgoing, great at presenting, connecting with people, but there's times to dial that down, mm-hmm. uh, slow your mouth down, think mm-hmm. before you act. Or say something, that's a struggle, you know. And if you don't um, deal with it, that's a problem. Like all we talked about at the start, reliability is a very important value. I think certainly for me and for you, I think um, some people are naturally more detailed, structured, organized, going to get stuff done. Others are more spontaneous. Yes, absolutely. But, in the, but if you know your natural orientation, you can deal with it. You can be uh, too structured. And uh, fixed, and 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 lock yourself into uh, a way of thinking and be stubborn that that doesn't allow you to have life experiences. And you can be too flexible and all over the place. That means yeah. you don't deliver for people, and that's bad too. It's so you've got to get conscious of where you're at to develop. I think. Yeah, awareness and and assessing your you know your strengths and what you're bringing to the to the table. You know, being aware. A lot of people use aware and conscious. Uh, as the same meaning, and I don't. So I, I say you have to be aware of what you're conscious of. <laughs> um, your consciousness is your beliefs, emotions, attitudes, thoughts. It's the sum total of your inner world. And your ability to observe yourself is... Is the awareness. That's the awareness, right. Your ability... And, 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 and I would agree that with that. I think you've got that you've got to become aware of what you are conscious of. Yeah, yeah. You get conscious of more things and become aware of more things. Yeah, then, you you know, then once you have that awareness and then you can use your awareness to shift your consciousness of belief, emotion, attitude, and thought, then you're really in the conversation for self-mastery. Correct. You've done a process of self-mastery. And that, you know, that to me is the keys to the kingdom. But Hugh, I want to talk a little bit about you know, your money energy. Tell us about that and how you work with people around improving their money energy or, or how that helps with people having greater financial freedom or financial a- access to finance. T- tell us about that. So the way I, I, I look at, at, at money, and I started to unpack it before, Jackie, is money in some ways is a currency. And uh, the other, the other part of it is money is a mindset. Money, to some degree, is what you think it is, um, how you deal with it, your thought patterns around it that are there 24 by 7. 
what you believe about it. That's a, what you believe about money is often what you will create in your experience of money. Right. And, 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 and some of that's, some of it's hardwired in there. It comes with your, uh, uh, personality, your DNA, you know, your, your, your early lifestyle follows some of your natural flow in terms of thinking in terms of how you deal with money. And it's a matter of getting more conscious of it. But what got me to this place of wanting to deal with or help people become more money conscious and overall increase their consciousness was the stress that money causes people in their life. And, and if you are very stressed Usually money, even though you might attribute it to a relationship issue or a career issue or whatever it is, or just having enough money, money is always there and 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 present. and and I sort of I feel that if we want to help people live longer and a better life, we have to deal with the stress that money causes, which means having a better relationship with it and understanding what it is. So that's what got me to it because, you know, again, just to reinforce the point, I think if you are stressed and money is a cause of that, it affects your, uh, what foods you eat, uh, affects how much exercise you do, your mindset, um, it, yeah. it affects your whole aging longevity. And so in that way, money is an energy that's as an important life force, if you want to call it that, as the food you eat, mm-hmm. um, as the exercise that you take, the sleep that you have, or the sleep patterns that you have, the life agenda that you have, your your mental health, and so I wanted to bring money, play my role because I don't think I'm the only one here, in helping people recognise their money energy, and partly that's be, as I said, it's behavioural. Uh, this gets stored inside your body, particularly in the lower three chakras, the the, the root chakra and and up. In, in fact, get people to understand that the electromagnetic forces of your heart are 5,000 times uh, that, you know, of, of the brain and how... Pa- so if we want to rewire ourselves, we've got to rewire our heart. Yeah, yeah. It's not just... It's not just so, 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 you know, understanding these things is what I've uh, set out to do and for people to recognize that money, whether you... Even if you think you've got it well dealt with or well handled, but in a financial sense, mm-hmm. in a legal sense, mm-hmm. it is still out there permeating every relationship, every choice you make. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think, you know, you used the term life mastery before. I think that, yeah, you could be successful at work, but you may not be successful somewhere else or your health might have suffered. So life mastery involves money, money mastery and life energy overall mastery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and so that's really you, what I've been uh, dealing with, with it. Yeah. Yeah. You said you, you help people. I, I don't remember the exact phrase that you use, like, you know, basically develop uh, a better understanding and relationship with the money energy. What are, can you right. give just a few simple examples, a, a couple examples of, of how, you know, I want this to be practical. Yeah. How many people develop uh, better money energy? So, so you, the the key the key thing to develop better money energy and and is to have a better relationship with money, okay. um, which means a better relationship with yourself, and that starts with understanding your identity and how you want to be seen in the world, how you want to be held accountable, how you want other people to remember you, 
And part of that also is how you measure success in life. If you just measure success in life, in my view, based on what's in the bank account, then you probably haven't got much. If if you measure your success in life in, in terms of some sort of way of how much you human energy you put out there, how you're impacting others, then that's something greater. Now, for me, you know, I have a goal to 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 uh, positively impact uh, a billion relationships. That's my um, you know massive transformational goal, if you want to call it that, or moonshot goal, as uh, as others call it. Yes, if I succeed in that, I'll make money. But my success in life is about you know, and I look at it each year is ha- how much, how many relationships I've impacted, people's lives I've impacted. Um, the state of my family life, life experiences. And I think that's where I get people to build a better relationship with money is through their identity. And When you say identity, what do you mean by that? So my identity, for example, is a money energy pioneer um, or somebody else that I did a podcast with uh, last week. And maybe you, you and I will turn this around and I'll, I'll, I'll do this conversation with you. But it's, 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 for them, it's it's solving the money jigsaw puzzle um, that sits inside family units, and, and you know, and unlocking that. Um, you know, other people, it's 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 their identities around how they build uh, relationships or help people, you know, facilitate relationships. We've all got something that is our about our being as a human being, not a human doing, mm-hmm. that we can put a definition on, and that in a way drives your decision-making and how you want to use money, how you want to earn it, how you want to save it, how you want to invest it. For some people, you know, once they realize their identity, they want to be more socially conscious in terms of how they invest their money. It's not just giving it away. Mm-hmm. It's it's in what they invest it into. It's how they then deploy it across their family um, for themselves. And, 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 and so how you integrate money then into your, into your life becomes important. And that's, that's the foundation. And I think when you get those things right and you know what role money is playing in your life, how you're going to measure the success of your life, and you get a, uh, uh, an equilibrium going in your life that's around you, it's amazing when life opportunities come because you've either through relationships, you know, um, through, your, through your talents, you know what to do and you can grow. And this is where I sort of call it making a quantum leap in life. Yeah. Um, exponential growth in your life comes from having opportunities. But if you haven't got your identity and your relationship to money right, that will always be blocked. That's my uh, take on it. And so when, you, when you're saying identity, you're, you're basically saying knowing your values, knowing your values with money, knowing what contribution you want to make in the world, uh, and then using money in relationship to that identity. Correct. Okay. okay. You get the identity right first, which is life purpose-based, values, mission, mm-hmm. talents, what you're great at doing. So I help people work out that, see their X factor, which is around, um, you know, their, their, their innate talents, which is behavioral and, 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 and their X fa- and their passions. Yeah. And, and that's when, you know, you can go to the moon career wise and, 
put the values on top. What's the, what's the purpose? What's your calling getting out of bed each day and doing that authentically. I think there's also a part to this. It's got to be, it can't be just fate. It's got to be authentic yes, and something yes. that you are, you want to, you want to, you know, live for and, and that's how you want to be. And it takes some life experience to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, if maybe a few, few accidents and near misses along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, it's so, so important that people ha- have this, you know, you use the phrase relationship with money. I use that phrase as well. We have a relationship with everything, but in yeah. order to have a, a healthy relationship with a person or money or fitness or health or nutrition, to have a healthy relationship with anything, you have to have a healthy core to bring to it. And a lot of people don't have that healthy core to about money. Uh, with money, they've they've got their money traumas or their limiting beliefs around money. So knowing yourself deeply, um, you know, I, I have a particular teaching around life purpose that your purpose is to grow in consciousness, to become more loving, patient, faith-filled, and less driven by fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. Like we really were not put on this planet to you know to walk around being a stress ball all the time. So our, our, the reason we're here, the reason to get up in the morning is, am I growing as a human being? And then to bring to that, what do I value? Who am I? That mission, uh, very central to my teaching as well. And then really start outlining your money beliefs. What do I fundamentally believe about money? And then crafting beliefs that support the values and mission and purpose that you've come to this life with. So, so Jackie, I 100% agree with your approach to it. And I think this is also how, how money has got to be talked about. You know, money is on, often the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, so much so, yeah. And yeah. people don't want to talk about it. But I think that the way we do it is if we can talk about our identity first and like you explained just then, what your, your, uh, your passions, your purpose are, and you get that right, what's the vision for your life? Yeah. The, the conversation about money then can be, well, how's all that going to get powered? And then you can unpack the money beliefs. But if we just start talking about money and money beliefs up front, right. people will get stuck um, yeah. in themselves, emotional. They don't want to share. They'll feel judged. Mm. All those things that come into play and, 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 and that, 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 that derail that conversation. And this is why, you know, your work is so important and, and the way that you've got it set up is very in alignment with what we seek to do. Yeah, yeah. When you just go after like, oh, I want more money, it has no foundation. No, and you might make, and some people might make money. Yeah, yeah. But what I find is they often lose it and there's a there's the roller coaster. There's good reason. They haven't like that, but, foundations. Uh, yeah, lottery winners, uh, people who win a million dollars in the lottery often end up, 70% of the time, end up in worse financial conditions than when they before they won. And lottery winners is one case, but then there's obviously there's all the sports stars, the same yes. thing. And music, yeah, music industry, yeah, yeah, the same thing happens. Is if you bring in money but don't change consciousness, it, the money won't have any place to take hold and to do to do its job. And I think it's important for me to to mention on top of that is actually a lot of cases with business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, business leaders mm-hmm. that have made an exceptional amount of money, you know, either from being the CEO or a director or whatever it is of a company or the founder of something. 
um, or just they've struck lucky with a private equity deal. And it is amazing how many of them within three or four years lose half the money. Yeah, you know, money doesn't stay where there's no consciousness to to sustain it. Yeah, they've forgotten what made them what made them the money and what what they what they did, or they were never aware. You see, it just happened. And, and there's no foundation of being. You know, if you bring money into an empty vessel, it will just dissipate back into the universe. Right, and and this is why coming back to something I said before, if you measure your life based on how much money you have, you'll always be disappointed because. It only takes one deal, one lawsuit, one bad relationship to lose at least half of it. Yeah. Uh, well, and model. numbers are infinite, right? So yeah. no matter how much you have, if that's the only goal, uh, you know, I had a friend once who's a multimillionaire, single, who uh, who doesn't have children, and and he, he hated doing real estate deals. And I was like, well, why don't you just stop? And he's like, well, you got to make money, right? <laughs> like, no. You don't, and especially you who could be literally independently wealthy, didn't need any more money, was making money for money's sake with no happiness attached to it whatsoever. Yes, it's the, it's the happiness factor that's attached to it or, you know, if you want to expand that out, joy, fulfillment. Yeah. Um, Contribution. Yeah. Uh, just doing things that you, doing things that you enjoy. And, um, you know, I know that couple of times things have not worked out have have gone wrong for me in dealing with money or financially is actually because I got into people into deals with people that I didn't like <laughs> and I I sort of knew in some of the cases that uh you know well, I certainly knew I didn't like them I didn't ever know quite why it was off um but you know, you, you sometimes do these things and it's, prob it's probably, if you're really admitting to yourself, it is out of your own personal um, greed um, or your own desire to make money or to, to advance yourself and you think that person's going to be the vehicle to it. But, but you know, that's, that's very flawed thinking. Yeah. And, and, and we all do it in some ways. I, I don't think there's too many people that are exempt from that. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of times people associate money with self-worth and self-esteem. Yeah. And people just want more so they feel better about themselves. And and it doesn't really, that's why I say it's, it doesn't work because the numbers are infinite. And, you know, you get to that number and then, well, let's just throw another zero behind that. And, you know. Yeah. And it gets very stressful. And I'm around, I'm around a lot of entrepreneurs and they're all looking at other entrepreneurs and they think, well, gee, that guy's got all girls got a, a a better car than me they're living in a in a, in, a, in a bigger house they're taking their kids first class they're, they've got a plane whatever it is and it's all it's all false but you don't know what else is going on inside their life and 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 you don't know how they made the money um you know what all the uh, the factors are so you know the biggest stress mental stress problem for an entrepreneur for example or business owner or even a lot of executives is comparing themselves to somebody else. Well, and anybody. Uh, that yep. is a human condition. It's a you human know, condition. I wrote about that on Sunday in, in my Sunday blog post. That was one of the things that will keep you from any sense of peace and happiness, uh, is comparing yourself to what other, you know what you think other people have or doing or you know skill level, consciousness level, money level. Just 
you know, that's part and it's part of the human condition that we compare ourselves to others, but it causes an enormous amount of stress and suffering. Right. And I, I, I absolutely it does. And, and nowadays I try to only be around people who are not comparing themselves in that way. And, and, and that's the only way to keep the noise out. Yeah. And, and to me, that requires a, a, a kind of capital S self uh, focused identity, knowing your your purpose, your mission, your values, uh, why you're here and expressing your life that way is uh, is just a delightful way to live with money and with every other area of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, something that you said before, Jackie, is, you know, I, I think that the, the, that we are put on this earth. One of the things, the reasons we're put on this earth is to go out and find out who we are. And that's, that's, the, that's what your life journey has got to be about. And that's a continuous... Um, that's continuous work and just getting more and more conscious and, and with that then being aware and aware of, of even more. Yeah. It's a, it's a lovely, lovely way to live. Hugh, thank you so, so much. Are there any thoughts that you want to leave people with and, uh, that, that, uh, that kind of resonate with you as we close this conversation today? The only, the only thing I would just reinforce for everybody is just to keep on learning more more about yourself, dig in deep, what makes you, what gives you flow in life, you know, write down those things that, that gives you flow, write down those things that de-energize you and start to reflect on why, you know, you will see a pattern there and then, and then, and then build from that and, 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 and I think build a life based on essentialism. What is, what is, uh. I'm not talking about just living on bread and water. I, I, I think <laughs> what what is important for you to be doing in, in your life and and start to do it. And then if you've got to make changes, you know, one of the things is I think change management's very hard around all of this, Jackie, and that I'll just say for our listeners, start with changing one thing that you do. Even if, if money is the problem, it doesn't have to be changing a money habit itself. Just change one other habit one habit in your life. It could be your exercise pattern, your sleep pattern, what your food you eat. Make one small change to see that you can enjoy, see some change in that, and then you'll find other things will flow from there and you'll find how life comes into into a greater equilibrium. And and uh, I think that's what's what's important, you know, changing yourself uh, and by setting a big goal, that's going to be impossible. You can't you can't do it and you'll give up. Do something small and keep and build up. Yeah, small. Yeah, do, do one small thing every day toward that new behavior that you want to see brought into your life. And the it, new you, right? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Hugh. If people want to get in touch with you and and hear more about your work or maybe work with you as a coach, how how is the best way for people to find you? The best the best place to find me you could go to our website at uh, dnabehavior.com and. I'm there under About Us. There's, there's lots to download and learn about what, what we do. That's really, really great. Thank you so much for your contribution to the world, for being one of those money energy pioneers out there, showing people that the path to prosperity, abundance, and more money really is through being more conscious, awake, and aware as a human being. So thank you so much, Hugh. Thank you, Jackie. It's been great.